Ay, cannot fall short, I just gotta keep my head in Ay, whatever I go through, ay, whatever I go through Ay, whatever I go through, ay, ay, yeah, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel ay, Yeah, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel Just be down bad, yeah Gotta find your way around it, yeah ay, Hold on, ay, yeah, ay, hold on, I have faith Hold on, I have faith, ay, hold on, I have faith ay, Hold on, I have faith, ay, hold on, I have faith Things are just too hard to go handle I'm gon' keep going. Ay, point out a nigga who you think fuckin' with me. I'ma go and make that ass do a 360. Ay, 25 the speed limit, but I'm running up 50. Back to the top, and forgive me for my selfish way. Hold on now, don't lose hope. Gotta keep your faith. Ay, I was down, still I'm down. I'm gon' keep on praying. Never was the type to pray out down, follow enemies. Ay, Cause I know they the ones that be low key feeling me. Ay, we gon' get that bread if you hate it. We're rolling. So, Dove, thank you so much for taking the time out to to interview with me today. Um, uh, thank you so much, bro. Of course. Um, yeah. I mean, just to get started, like, how have you been? How have the last few days been? How's how's just life been on your end? Uh, lately I've been, you know, working a lot for real, uh, cause I got a little job, but as far as that goes, I've been, you know, living for real. Yeah. Not as what's up, like, especially coming out the pandemic. Well, not coming now, we're still in it, but right. <laughs> right. very much like having lived through more severe quarantines and being here now, definitely have to, yeah. to try to live to some degree. Being inside more has definitely helped me focus more on music than I have before, I'd say. Yeah. How how is that? Can you tell me more about that? How have these last few years been with you, especially with COVID being inside more, I assume being whatever right. version of your studio is more? Um. Well, last few years, I say about I was in college, took a break from that. Just started working for real, saving money, um, and just I was already doing music, but ever since it's just been no other really distractions. I've just been focused on focusing on music, so I've been able to really just find out different things about my talents and see where it takes me for real. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And you said you're in cars, like for people who don't know you, like. I guess introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What? Uh, yeah. What is what is Holy Rain? Um. So yeah, my name is Holy Rain. Uh, Jalen is my real name for people that know me for real. But uh, I started out producing. Well, really, I started out playing the drums when I was around three, and uh, you know, uh, my dad was playing drums in church, so. I would just see that and be like, dang, I want to, you know, play some drums too. And then he he would let me uh, play like the cowbell at church and stuff and all that. And then, you know, time fast forwards, I start, you know, doing, uh, playing in a band at school. 
I was never in a marching band, but, you know, just a little school band stuff. And then from there, I just started making beats. And the whole time I was making beats around middle school to, you know, now I was like, you know, my whole plan was to make beats, but then, like, behind the scenes, like, try and get my my pen game going so I could actually rap. Because, like, I ain't want to just come out trash i wanted some type of <laughs> not trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah yeah um and how old are you now uh, i'm 23 now got you yeah. and what do you study in college uh well i went to mtsu for audio production um i just i i, I stopped liking it for real i don't know it just wasn't my vibe for real so then i came back home to georgia state to do uh, business management, and then just a lot of stuff with music just started happening. So then, not too much, not like life changing stuff, but things that helped me see more of a light in this path than others. For yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And like, what was it for for the audio production that wasn't for you? Because I think on paper, just really looking at it you're someone who's obviously done music for a while you've produced for a while right what about the academic setting or however it was presented to you didn't really coincide with what you've been doing um I just thought to myself like uh it's I think it's great to take you know a music theory class or something like that but uh getting you know just knowing myself and who I am, I just started thinking like you can't really teach talent academically. I mean, of course, you know, it's fundamentals you could teach, but as far as your own sound and become you know, finding out who you are musically, you can't teach that. That's something that you gotta find out by yourself. So, you know, I, I, I took a lot of time to meditate for real and just hone in on who I am. Cause when I was, you know, away in college for, I was just, you know, just trying to find myself for real. Yeah. Now that's sort of where I'm at, to be honest. Yeah. Um, And what does that mean for you? Like finding your own sound, finding, you said, obviously it involves like spending time alone, being with yourself. You mentioned meditating. Right. Um, Could you explain that maybe a little bit more? Like what, is finding your own sound so finding your own sound i say so i think it starts with who you listen to for um because of course these days i believe nothing's really original i mean you could have a original work but your influence came from something so i feel like it, it starts with who you're listening to uh because a lot of people you know make the same stuff they listen to the same people i try to find new music every day something i've never heard whether it be rap pop hip-hop alternative rock punk polka whatever i don't care because i just i love to sample music so i i just anything that's sampleable i'm gonna take that and make a beat out of it and then see where it go so me doing that I just, you know, repetition, repetition, start, you know, developing your own sound. You start finding out, you know, what's you, what makes you, you. 
as a producer. Um, yeah. Facts. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And within that, you mentioned how nothing is really original, which I completely agree with. I think nothing. you can't really make music without pouring or really make any sort of art without pouring anything that you've witnessed into it right. or even like your understanding of art that's created by other people. Right. How do you balance your influences with creating something that's completely unique and completely new? Mm, that's a good question. Well, I think for me, dang, I say like, mm, I just try to really like, I take, when I listen to music, I listen for sounds, uh, chord progressions, um, bass lines. It may be a, a a drum a drum break I might hear that you know I just be like hmm. I could what if I boom boom did this with it and then I just you know from there it, it's all about like a a bass. So I might listen to a song and hear one part of the song that I like and might grab from that. And then just start building on my own for something else. Yeah. But it just mainly starts with an idea from, you know, what I listen to. Yeah. No, that's huge. Like taking your influences and building off of it and whatever. Right. I and think that building off of it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like I, uh, it's not like I listen to a song and then just go make a beat. It's more of a, uh, what conscious thing. I say, like you know, I just wake up one day and just be like, "Oh yeah, I don't know where this came from, but I remember hearing it." Yeah. Yeah. How often would you say you listen to music? Like how? I guess yeah, no, I guess that's a question. Like how often do you listen to music? Uh, I listen to music about twenty four seven. Even when I'm at work, I got headphones on. I feel like. I listen to music differently. I cause when I'm at work or um, you know, out recreationally, you know, I listen to music just mainly as like background type or, you know, I'm not really focusing as much on sounds. I'm just letting it play. But when I'm in that mode where I'm just trying to take in and, you know, just listen. You know, that's when I start listening to music by breaking down what I'm hearing layer by layer by layer. Mm. Yeah. And what what influences those different listening modes? Because you said, like, if you're at work or living recreationally, like, you listen recreationally, how do you zone in or when do you zone in? Is that something you control? How does that work? Uh, honestly, it's uh, honestly, like, it's programmed in my brain to where if I hear something that sticks out, even if I'm listening to listening to something recreationally, if something sticks out, then it's gonna stick out and stick in my brain forever. But you know, I I, I am in control, of course, of what I listen to and how I listen to it. But you know, if I'm not paying attention to something, but I in my ear, I just hear something stick out to me, then you know, I take it from there for real. When that when that happens, is there like a switch if you're like listening to something like there's a drum break that goes crazy? Uh, yeah. and it's, like... it's an automatic Shazam or something like that. Like, yeah. got enough. Yeah, and does does the internal like mechanism of your listening change? Do you start like 
like you go from passive listening to like start breaking everything down yeah. or what got you yeah it, yeah it all depends on like because i could listen to something and then i'll be like dang what is this and then like if i hear something else in it that i don't like i'm off of it but like you know if it's something that's really sticking to me then i'm just like i gotta know what this is i got to yeah and where do you what what like platform do you use to listen to music and how do you go about discovering new music because you mentioned all, all these genres that you touch into and try to tap into right so of course i i got an iphone so apple music um soundcloud to keep up with a lot of uh you know my friends for online friends and then um i go to the record shop a lot too Mm. do you have like a vinyl player like yeah 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 i got yeah i got all that that's elite bro i'm trying to i'm trying to tap into the vinyl soon yeah the vinyls i love it because I don't go in there like with a a player like a mobile portable player on me or nothing. So like I go in there just not knowing what I'm gonna come home to. I really just judge off the cover and the instruments I see on like uh, the credits on the back. So I, yeah. I, it's a hit or miss, but I love it just for that reason because I appreciate the music either way. Yeah, like I I, I think about it because I I've never owned a vinyl player before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like a child of the streaming era. Oh, yeah. um, but before that, it was kind of like CD players, like early 2000s. Yeah. But something I think that's like very lost in the streaming era right. is the the whole of the art. Because you can like see album artwork on Spotify like that, but it's right. not really like in your face like a vinyl player is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Re- vinyl, vinyl artwork, I get a lot of inspiration from just artistically just... It's pretty amazing what you'll find in a record shop. Yeah. Do you, so like, you don't even necessarily be going to specific sections or nothing. Like you just see the artwork, see the instruments, and then you're like, all right, I'm buying this. I'm committing to this. Uh, nah, I, well, my go-to section, of course, is like 60s, 1960 to 1980 soul and R&B. That's my go-to, like. It's like, that's the go-to section because I know that's the easiest music to chop up. Like, don't, there's not a soul on this planet that I don't think would not rock with soul music or R&B. At mm. least the the instrumentation of it. Um, I have a few rock records. Uh jazz of course yeah jazz is another one that's heavily sampled that i'd be looking at Um, gospel of course as well because that's a mix of soul uh yeah got you but i like yeah go ahead my fault no you go ahead what are you saying um and then there the record shop i go to there's like this little dollar section of just like miscellaneous records and now I'll just go crazy in there since they're just all a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Does does the the um qualification of it, like the measurable dollarness of it ever feel like that in the quality of the music, or does that just feel like foreign? Um I don't know. 
I don't really know. I mean, like, you talking about like does the, what I'm paying match what the music is? Yeah, like if if you were listening to it, could you be like, oh, I get why it's a dollar, or do you still oh, like no, feel inspired no. the same way, or like it hits the same? Nah, because sometimes I listen to something, I got a dollar, and I'll be like, man, hey, bullshit, this ain't no dollar, this is crazy. <laughs> Not facts. <no. laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it's just like I think how they set it up is like uh, the dollar records are like the ones that. People just donated probably or something. They they have no information or knowledge about the record, you know, because of course they got records in there that's like thirty something dollars. I know my sister got me uh the Jay Dilla donuts vinyl. She said it was pretty expensive, so yeah, you know. Yeah. Nah, I've been I've been getting more into like Jay Dilla beats this year. Uh, that nigga yeah. goes crazy, bro. Uh, yeah, he was the whole reason I got Jay Dilla and Kanye West was the reason I got an NPC. What's an NPC? Uh it's what well, a music music production center. I think that's what it stands for. But it's just like a, a sampler, sampler mm-hmm. and drum machine, all in one, sixteen pads. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like off of that, what did what did you grow up on? Because we've talked a lot about how you discover music today, but I think the influences of childhood, especially for any artist, like that's, oh, that's yeah. a different type of influence. Growing up, my mom and dad would drive me to school listening to the radio. They put on the soul station, R&B and soul. That's all I hear every morning. I, was ne- I, n- I didn't really get into hip-hop or rap for real until like, middle school for real but because my parents were never really big on rap but yeah you know as a child all i remember is getting in the car and they turn on the soul r&b station and i think that's where i get a lot of my you know melodies when i'm singing from and yeah uh, you know, just different inspirations. I at the time I didn't know who it was, but now I just stumble upon it and be like, "Oh yeah, I remember this from back in the day." It's crazy. No, that's that's such an elite feeling. I was talking to my friend about it um, the other day. I was listening. I was going through Spotify. I heard Draco by Future again, and I hadn't heard mm-hmm. that song in like a bunch of years. That shit goes crazy. I love that song. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. his whole like his whole melody and shit on that. Yeah, yeah um what else beyond music um beyond the music you listen to in your childhood has inspired you like what is the story of holy rain and your upbringing Mm, so i'll say it was about um, elementary school to about sixth grade i was doing uh baseball i was playing baseball and then i stopped playing baseball for real and then i remember there was just a computer laying around the house and i just got into i was playing video games a lot and then i i was like looking at youtube watching people edit uh call of duty videos so then i got into actually editing cop like Call of Duty 4. Yeah, Call of Duty Call of Duty 4 on Sony Vegas 
And it was like, it's like this community of editors that just take clips and like uh, cinematics from the game and just like make their own little short, short film from it. So I was doing that like for a little minute, like two, three years. And then I remember there was this dude in the little community that was in that was he uh because as like an editor editor in that community it always be like you know who could find the most rare song to to you know put their uh clips to and then there was this one beat this dude had put and I was like dang where who's that because then at that point people were pulling shit from SoundCloud I was like dang who's that and then he was like what around what year was this like how old were you Mm, I'll probably like uh, I can't remember the age, but I just remember in terms of like where I was in school. I was probably in middle school. Got you. Yeah, and around seventh grade for sure. And like I said, this dude had this uh, this beat on there, and I was like, "Damn, where'd you get this from?" And he was like, "Ah, oh, nah, I made this." And I was like, "Huh, damn." damn. And I was like, damn, what you using to make music? Because I'm like, shit, I've been, I, I'm, I do music. So I'm like, man, where, where are you getting this? Because, like, I remember my mom, she had a Mac. So she had GarageBand on there. And I, I, you know, I mess around on there. But, like, I wasn't really, like, draw, I don't know. I wasn't just, like, really drawn into it right there. Like, I, at that point, like. Yeah, I was playing the drums, I was doing piano, but I wasn't really making beats. So then it was it wasn't until I met that dude, I was like, dang, that's crazy. I wanna start making my own beats. So yeah. then he showed me, I was like, What you what you doing that on? He was like, Ableton. So then he hooked me up with that. I just started rocking with it. Yeah. Yeah. And how has religion and church fit into all of this because you talked about your dad being in church and I think a lot of those themes come across through your music how Uh, has that been into the big picture yeah so I've been in church my whole life for a lot you know my parents you know it was based off raising me uh it was a saying that they used to say it takes a village to raise a child so, you know, I I was raised, of course, by my parents and in the church, being in the church my whole life. So um, I think that's where, you know, I got holy. And then the rain, it was just, you know, I think it was just raining outside. And I was just like, whatever, holy rain. But like, it's hard. It's yeah, hard. it clicked though. So it rolled off the tongue. So I was like, all right, it's hard. I can roll with this. It, it sounds like aesthetically pleasing and it rolls off the tongue. So I was like, that's cool. But yeah, I, I, I grew up in the church my whole life. You know, I was in the choir, play, you know, play percussion while my dad was playing the drums. I didn't preach the sermon before, you know, so. I I have a strong relationship with God. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, And when did the name Holy Rain come about? So when I first started, you know, just SoundCloud in general, just like putting my name on the username little uh, space. Like I started out as the region, 
Then I changed my name again to Mizukage because I was like, I used to watch Naruto like every day. And then I changed it to Silent Rain. And then after Silent Rain, I was like, man, that's kind of whack. So then I was like, Holy Rain. Yeah. Is, is, is Holy Rain sticking? Yeah, yeah. I'm never changing it again. I think I think that's the move. Yeah. Um, no, that makes a lot of sense. And fast forward to, because I discovered you through my friend who put me on. He, he also makes music. And it was like, we have very similar tastes. Um, mm. And he was like, bro, like this dude doesn't really have that many plays on Spotify, but you got to listen to this shit. And I heard <laughs> some random, sh- I heard some of the singles you dropped. Yeah. But then when I heard last night, I changed my destiny yeah. and whatever I go through, I was like, this shit's crazy. Yeah, that's one of my favorite projects. What? was the era in your life during that project and you can tell us more about the creative direction and decisions that were poured into it uh so last night i changed my destiny that that was a pretty big project for me personally just because like when i started making music i was like dang i want to make music like this and that was the first project i ever made to where i was like damn like i really did that so of course it was it was heavily it was pretty inspired by kanye cuz i was listening to kanye west a lot yeah. and then of course uh just listening to a lot of soul music um and then at the time, too, I think I was listening to a lot of Freddie Gibbs at the time, too. Yeah. I don't know how that fits in there, but I, that's just what I was listening to at the time. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy because I remember my friend told me, like, he was like, damn, if you really just listen to it, like, the album really tells a story. And I didn't realize it because I didn't make it intentionally Wait, what- to tell a story. So your friend was referring to Last Night I Changed My Destiny. Right. Just the album as a whole, just, you know, Last Night I Changed My Destiny. Then it gets into, you know, what's going on in the world and, you know, whatever whatever we go through, you know, God going, you know, God guide us, you know, above the water. Well, who knows? Watch God work. It's all like, it's all spiritual, but it's all also unorthodox in my own way. So yeah. I love it because it all just tells a story. Yeah. And how old were you when, when you made that? Mm, I made it in 2020. So I I was about 21, tw- yeah, 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah. And how long from conception of deciding you wanted to make a project to releasing it? What was the cycle of, of creating Last Night I Changed My Destiny? Um, it was just a lot of trial and error. That's how I be when I just make projects where like, I know when I start a project, I, so I know when I'm, when I want to make a project, what I'm about to do, but it's always a lot of trial and error. I had like, I had made about probably... Let me see, because it's, what, how many songs on there? It's 15 songs on there. I had probably made about 30 songs and, and just chopped it down 
to the best 15. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of, it was really a lot of trial and error. Um, a lot of what I was talking about, it just came straight from the heart. I ain't even, I didn't even write anything. I just stepped up to the mic and just said what I had to say for. Is this for every song on the project? Yep. Yes, sir. That's crazy. Yeah. Is that, what is usually your creative process for, for your lyrics? Is it usually freestyling like that or do you ever write? Um, I write only when I feel like, I, okay, so when I want to just make a song, I just go ahead and just hop on it. Just no write, no pen, no pad. Just go in there and just get it going. Uh, but if it's like a beat to where I'm like, damn, like I ain't no way I could really fuck this one up. I, I just, I write like four, eight bars. And then I'll just go to freestyling. Cause then like once I know what I what the base of the song's gonna be about, then I just let my mind and heart take me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and how did you come up with the title? And what does that mean within the context of you? Last night I changed my destiny. So basically, last night I changed my destiny is meaning that you know, we're all here for a specific reason. And it just so happened for me, I found out for real that, you know, I was, I'm really here on this earth to, to love and to make music. Yeah. And this is, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be forever. You know, I don't see, of course, I probably have different talents, different things God has blessed me with that I haven't tapped into yet, but I know for one, you know, this is, this is my purpose. And so the title, I, I, last night I changed my destiny went with that because the first song, the sample in the sample, it says, Last night I changed my destiny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that shit's so hard, bro. It was crazy. I was like, damn, this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I like for me as as a listener and like appreciator of, of the art, I think what it did for me, especially in the context of the pandemic and being like down horrendous, being down the yeah. worst I've ever been down. Right. Um, is the idea that like at any point you could change your destiny. You did that shit last night, so it's just that yeah. that quickness of of the title and the aesthetic of it that I think I really yeah, man, it. yeah, because you never know, you know, you could just you could have a, a life change and epiphany one night, you know, so you just never know. Yeah. No man. Uh, I guess another question I have is is what do you usually do with the throwaways? Like, do you hold any sort of <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Like, do you hold? Do you hold them dear? Like, I know it's always hard to like let things go like that yeah. and, and chop it down. Man, I got probably over a hundred songs worth of throwaways. Probably more than that. Um, that I don't think anybody will ever hear. I know, like, I got my friend Wiz Kelly. He always be telling me, like, bro, you gotta drop this. You gotta drop this. But I, I don't know. For some reason, I love personal music. Like, you mm. know, I make a song. And I'll be like, you know what? Ain't nobody about to hear this but me. Yeah. Yeah. 
so would you be against because I, I i recently been tapping into like a couple other interviews and i know yeet has like the archives and i think destroy lonely and like wayland have a similar thing mm-hmm. where they'll just have accounts and just have it be a bunch of throwaways would you ever consider doing anything like that uh honestly i don't know i've actually lately i've been thinking about it because i actually got i have right now i have about like i have about three to four albums worth of music yeah and like they're they're very great they're good but like in my eyes they're not good enough for me to release so i don't i don't know i don't know i for other people, I'm not against it. I understand why they do it, but you know, for me, I don't know because I want to keep that exclusiveness within my myself. Yeah. Does the exclusiveness ever become like exclusiveness within your circle? Um, like, do you ever make songs just for specific people, or is it usually just like an exclusiveness for you? Uh. Mm, in a way because I'll make a song and then I'll only share it with like three people for real. Yeah. Like anything I make, I only share it with like three people and that be it. Um so after that, if I feel like if I'm if I'm really fucking with it, I might show I might share it around and be like, Hey, what you what you what you think about this? But like other than that, like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Now switching into your most recent project, Save the right. Drama, could yeah. you walk us through that process and and how that came about? Um so Save the Drama basically uh I made that just off of me really just having fun for it. Like just made last night, released some singles after that. Uh Drop some videos and uh, save the drama. I was just really having fun with it. Not really getting into any concepts for real, but just letting the music take me still as I usually do. Yeah. I think for, for me being a listener of both of them and having heard last night I changed my destiny into that, it definitely comes across, I think. Um, especially first hearing last night I changed my destiny, it sounds a lot more like you're in a darker place, but you have hope and faith. And then Save the Drama is just like faith through levity and just you're 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 living life like on your toes and you're just floating right. through. Yeah. Yeah. Um and what what does that title mean for you and how did that come about? So Save the Drama, um honestly, it was just a title I came up with just trying to put it out because Save the Drama was basically like an album I made. It wasn't even supposed to be an album. It was supposed to be an EP. But yeah. then like I just kept making music and music. And I was just like, damn, this shit could really turn into another album. Cause at first it was like it was sounding light. And I was like, eh, this might sound this might be another, you know, another archive. But then, you know, I kept working on it and I just I just really loved how it was formatted. So then I just kept at it and kept at it. And then the very first song I made, it was called Save the Drama. Yeah, I named it Save the Drama. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to name the tape Save the Drama. Got you. Yeah. And with such a large output of music, like saying you have four or five out al- for three four or five albums worth of music how 
do you balance making music with in your life? How often are you in the studio and how does that come about? Oh, wow. So for me, because I work, I don't make music as much as I love to. So I try to make at least a beat a day, if not like two. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make like one to three beats a day. And then as far as recording goes, I might, like, it's weird for me. I, I wake up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m. and just record. Or, you know, whenever I get home from work, I record. But whenever I do record, I, like, force myself to record at least three songs just gotcha. to tell myself, you know, you you know, because if I just recorded one song, then I feel like I'd just be selling myself short. So I just want to make sure I get a good three in because the first song might be all right. The second song might be a little better. The third song might be for sure. So. And, and do those songs feel complete as soon as you record them? Like what level of refining nah. feels necessary when that happens? It's never, the song is never complete when it's record when I, when everything's laid down vocally it's never complete it's always post production always i i'll go i make a song i record it i'll export it then i'll go like the next day and i'll listen to it all day repeatedly like i'll listen to it like a hundred times that day and just start thinking of different stuff to add to it to really just make it give it that uh Cause you know, I just I love production, so I want I, I want to bring just the art for real into it. I don't want people to listen to my music and be like, "Oh, that was a cool song." Like, nah, like I got this element, I got this element, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, no. As, as a as a fan of the music, definitely am hit by all the layers that that comes across yeah. through it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what sort of, how, how, how do your relationships with your collaborators come across? Cause I, I, I've noticed a recurring pattern of the same group, like you mentioned with Kelly earlier, right. um, and you do a lot of work with fish yeah. and recently had your hands on, on Frank's last day's album. Yeah, yeah. Could you tell us more about those relationships and how you've cultivated those? Yeah, of course. So me and Wiz Kelly went to middle school with each other so i've known him my whole life i didn't really know he was tapped into music for real until like high school for real and that's when we really started linking up for real again but in middle school like we wasn't you know we we knew each other and so we were cool and shit but like it wasn't like music but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until you know then we started working together and working together and then like you know I'll go to his house and we'll just make a beat right there and it'll be crazy. Just crazy. So that's just like he like really my brother for real. So, you know, it's you know, it's always good chemistry and, you know, good vibes that way. Um Fish. I met Fish earlier this year. Great guy. Uh really help me figure out some stuff as far as just what be going on in the music room. Yeah. Great producer. Uh you know, he help uh he's the one that introduced me to Frank for real. So when I first heard Frank, I was like, dang, this dude called. I gotta get him on my shit. 
Yeah. And me on his, so it was just cool. Me and Frank, you know, we we cool as hell. Now he, me and him, actually working on a project, so that's gonna be cool. Um, but you know, just as far as collaborations, I like to really just I'm really picky on who I work with because it's like you could work with anybody, but for me, it's like who's going to to stick who has the most potential to make the most artistic stuff and i don't i don't like working with people that just just in the now live in the moment i like future you know futuristic minded thinkers type so yeah you know they really stood out to me and when you make music, what would you say your goals are? Like, what is, what do you hope to come out of music? If there are any, not that they're necessarily into you. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I'm making, in the middle of making music, I have no direction at all. I could, I could, I now, I could come into to a session and have a beat in mind and I could make it. But if I really, really want to, you know, just lock in, I'm gonna just let the music take me. I'm not about to sit there and just be like, nah, it's got I gotta make this type beat. I gotta make nah, it's just like, man, I just do what I do and then it just comes back and I'd be like, damn, I didn't even know I could do that. That was crazy. Yeah. 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 I was I was on Twitter the other day. I don't know if you know Overcast, he's another artist that I listen to a lot. Mm, um okay. I'm gonna check him out. Overcast? Yeah. yeah, I'll send you I'll send you some of his shit lady. I bet. Um, but he was talking about it on Twitter how like you be listening to shit, especially like as people who create like that, and they'll just be like, I have no idea how the fuck that happened, and shit's just close. Yeah. Yeah. Um and another question I have is um what do you think sets you apart? Like what do you think allows you to curate your unique sound? Um I think it starts mainly with my production i don't think anybody's really producing like like me for real i mean it's it's of course it's a lot of hard you know guys out there but especially in like the soundcloud realm i'm not really a bragger at all but i just don't see nobody making no beats like me or the production like me and i think that's what really sets me apart uh vocally Vocally, you know, I, I'm still working on that aspect, but at the same time, I don't think anybody can really do what I'm doing vocally either. I know it's people that could probably outrap me, but you know, they not the 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 mix of my vocals and my beats. You're not gonna get nowhere else. Yeah, you're not. And even like the concept of out rapping is like, sure niggas can like out rap. But can niggas really like create art that speaks to exactly, them? Exactly, exactly. I was just having this conversation with uh with Kelly. Like you could go on freestyle, you could freestyle for I how long you want to, but what's your music hitting on? You know, what's your message? Yeah. Because my thing is all about I want to be able when I die, I want to be happy with what I put out. You know, it's all for me, it's all about my legacy. So, yeah. yeah, 
and circling back too on the idea of like archives and I was just I saw the like our generation music interview with E and mm. his shit's so cold. Like he he makes so much music, but he's kinda I think going the future like Gucci Mane route where he's just trying to put out as much music as possible. Yeah. And that like your fans are eating, your fans are gonna be so happy. Yeah. But I think really kind of makes the 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 legacy question a little different. It does. It does because I feel like I feel like in this day and age, people are so it's it's easy for people to forget you and it's easy for people to to forget your music just because of how much music is being put out right now. Okay. So that you know that causes artists to you know cons- consistently drop consistently drop and you know it's just like look at chief keith you know his catalog is huge huge like i know some people that haven't even been through all of his stuff it's hard yeah it's hard it's hard to when it's when it's that many albums being pushed out like it's hard to keep up so you know that you know the legacy for that. You know you're gonna be remembered as probably somebody that had a lot of music, but you know it's, it's you know I don't know how how that shit would go for. It. Yeah, and it's like you pump out so much shit. It's like what version of you are people really remembering? Exactly. So everybody will then like because everybody has like different versions of Chief Keith. Like everybody knows like Benito and like earned it, but mm-hmm. then depending on like what Chief Keith you heard, and it's hard to hear all of it. Like people remember you differently exactly um the more like palatable or or more packaged your shit is i feel like you get a main idea especially in the world of the streaming era you know consistency as an independent artist is what the listeners are really looking for i mean you go inactive once on instagram for a few days people ain't gonna be as tapped in as they was you know, a month ago when you were lit. So it's it's weird. It's weird. So in my mind, I be like, man, nobody's making music like this. So I really shouldn't have nothing to worry about. I feel like a lot of people are just, it's recycled, recycled music going on. So they would have to worry more about being consistent. In yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms of creative outlets outside of music, how do you find other ways to express yourself, if any? Uh, honestly, like, as of lately, I just like, I like to walk a lot. I, uh, I like to walk. I'll go to the park and just walk for a few hours and just think. Yeah. Just take in life. I mean, shoot, life is so precious, so short, you know, so you just really got to hone in on what's around you. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen you promote Numb Promises on Instagram. Is that, like, your brand? Do you have any sort of, like, Uh, butt into that? So Numb Promises is a a collective, little producer collective, uh, Sab, you know, are you familiar with Sab Almay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's his little uh, producer collective, but just, you know, some pretty cool producers in there that 
you know, we just work together. That's semi beats, loops, anything. You're just working for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Hold up, I'm I'm checking my questions real quick. Make sure I'm not jumping the gun on anything. Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Take your time, man. Um, I guess another question I have is, like, through talking to you and just listening to music, something that comes across, I think, so so directly is, like, your optimism. How would you – would you call yourself an optimist first and foremost? Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. What would you say has sort of drive your optimism? Or uh, where does it come from? Honestly, I don't know, bro. Like, I just – I try not to take – I don't know. I just try to just – think you know how could anything I, I don't I, I honestly I don't know where it comes from man it's just like that's just who I am that's how I always been just an optimistic person for real I don't know where that comes from yeah no nice. yeah but I love it yeah no nah, I don't really be having nothing to worry about Facts. what would you say um you struggle with maybe as a person or as an artist or anything struggle uh procrastination yeah um, i felt that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah procrastination um as an artist i struggle with trying to I always try, I have this problem with trying to always want to outdo myself. Like, when I was making Save the Drama, I kept telling Wiz Kelly, I was like, bro, like, this has to be better than last night. It has to be better. Like, that was, and then at some point, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to just let go and let the music do what it do. Because it's just like, I always, I'm always in competition with myself. Always, I, I, re- I don't see nobody else but myself when it comes to my music. So yeah. I'm always just trying to just one up myself. I just want to keep growing for real. Yeah. What does growth mean for you? Because I find, especially with so much with someone as like much talent as you have, it, it's hard to to outdo yourself. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Especially listening to artists who I like feel the same way when listening to music. I'm thinking like Frank Ocean type, like Kanye West type. When I hear that shit, like you, I go through different albums, and it feels like the same level of talent is there. They're right. just professing themselves differently. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, growth, growth. The goal with my growth is just I want to be the best that I could be. And what what what's the saying it takes uh ten thousand hours to master something? To be an expert, I think. Right, right, right. So I don't think I've put in ten thousand hours. So, you know, that's how I know I just gotta keep going, you know, and I just know like when I make music, it's always progression. So I know if I keep going it's only gonna get crazier. I know when when I reach an established point, I wanna have my own band for like 
are we talking like live band or type of like producer yeah, band? Yeah, live live band. I don't even want to. I don't even want to make the beats. I just want to be able to tell the drummer what to do or me me drumming. Yeah, and have my own bass. Yeah, just all of that. Yeah, that should be fire. Yeah, and I guess what's in store for for twenty twenty two? I feel like you've been teasing a lot on your socials and stuff. Yeah. Like, what can we expect from you? Or not even twenty twenty two, the future. Right, so the future, uh, of course, a lot of people have been tapping in with me production-wise, so be expecting a lot of, uh, you know, produ- production. Um, of course, like I said, I've been working with Frank. We about to drop a project. Uh, I'm on Dom Corleo's tape, me and Fish about to drop. Uh, well, not about to drop. We, we're working on a uh a tape together. Uh me and Wiz Kelly, of course, long overdue project. Me and Wiz Kelly been talking about making a project since I was at MTSU like five, three, four years ago. So, you know, we gonna get that going for sure. And that's gonna be nuts. But yeah, me, Fish, Wiz Kelly and Frank yeah, I think that's all who I'm really working with right now. Uh, yeah. Sabomane, Eddie Gianni, uh, Fireman, Weaver. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a few people that I'm working with, but you know, aside from that too, I'm also working on a a, a bigger project to drop this year. And that's gonna be all Holy Rain, or yeah, just a Holy Rain, all produced by me project. Got you. Yeah. And then I got a little EP and a tuck. Might drop here in a few weeks or something. I don't know. That's fire. Yeah. Excited for all of it. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you for, for taking the time, bro. Uh, thank um, you, bro. This man, it's, it's cool. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. We could, I definitely hope to, to revisit this in the future after there's more to talk about, more music out. Right. Yeah, of course. I'm down, man. So, yeah, I appreciate you. And good luck with everything. Thank you. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. Did I fuck up about it? Oh. I just had to my shit on my mind. Like she said, either way, I'm just gonna ride for you. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. I don't know. Hey, who's at the door? Hey, don't let them in. That ain't when they give me a helping hand. Oh, oh, oh. But the chains give me the advance. Hey, put up pants, switch on the brand. Sci-fi cause hurt. So y'all niggas sometimes don't think with my head first. Wake this morning, gotta pray to God first Can't be second or third beat I get my flowers out of service Better uh, me be shit, that's worse Sorry if I can pick up Right here, I ain't got service uh, uh, Okay uh, uh, Okay uh, uh, Okay